Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. Cooking my gas. Literally, are we cooking my gas? Do we cook my gas? We do cook my gas. <laughs> In fact, talking of gas, that's one of my most recent annoyances. Right. Wished big feed for the weekend. Uh huh. So I must have checked the gas cylinder. When I first got the van, I, went, I bought like eight cylinders. Mm-hmm. And then I spoke to people and they were like, mate, that's enough gas to power Scotland. <laughs> I just don't want to go anywhere and run low. Now that we're a couple of months in, I've just, oh yeah, that's, that, that's probably enough for a day. Right, okay. A, a full one's enough for maybe a week. Uh-huh. So, the weekend there, I thought, I could take two cylinders that don't have that much in it, because mm. I think that should be enough. So I kept checking them and checking them, because they freeze up, so you know, the level. Yes. So I'm checking them and checking them and checking them. I'm thinking, that seems okay. So we get to like, almost the end of Sunday, and people are saying, Christopher Nyers and Christopher Nyers, Celtic player. Because I'm a Celtic fan, so oh, yeah. he happens to walk by ah. and he's looking, and I'm like, because he's Swedish, I think he is. Uh-huh. So if you tried Haggis, oh, so he's looking at me. I was like, I'll just daze wee bit Haggis just for the sake of it. Yes. So make us some Haggis and decide to order a burger and whatnot. So this is to try to talk to him, saying, Oh, he, he's a Celtic fan, and I'm thinking, Instagram, here we go, I'm going to get a picture of him. <laughs> And that is the point after checking my gas cylinders 95 million times that they decide the gas on it. No! <laughs> and, if, and then there's a queue. Massive and the, queue. And taking all these checks. And, that, and when you first switch Jeez, the gas on, it's got a safety valve on it. It's pernickety. And I'm running back and forth, back and forth. And oh my god! Oh my god, look, where is he? Where is he? And by the time we get the gas on and get me his burger, he's gone. I'm like, rubbish! Screw you, Instagram. We do normally cook the gas. <laughs> Apart from when a Celtics player comes up to get burgers for you. <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the only time in the past 25 years of my career I've not been cooking my gas. Jeez, so, oh. Aye, that, well, that's just part of the story. Aye. I better say, I'm here with Scott and Lisa of Papa Max, and I've just had the most delicious... Um, Slider. Yes, sliders. Baby burger. Amazing. It was delicious. Thank you very, very much. Cool. So, and it's the first time I've ever been fed on the podcast, so you get brownie <laughs> points for that. <laughs> Usually if you get a dog, you get brownie points, but I mean, if you feed me, you're on a winner. This is like the best podcast recording ever. (laughs) My first question for you would be, for me, food and memories kind of go together. So like I've got like in my head, I've got like favourite times where I've been eating and who I've been with and where I've been. Do you have a food memory of when you were younger, of like, that was a great time, and I know what we were eating, and I know who was there. I've got a cracking food memory. Go for it. I've got a nut allergy. Have you? Massively. Right, okay. I've got a nut allergy, which is quite common now, but back, way back then, you don't really have nut allergies. It's like, I don't like that, mommy. <laughs> Shut it, you'll eat it. Makes my tongue feel funny. <laughs> Pretty much. And I, and I do remember the time that, for my birthday, uh-huh. I get given a fruit and nut cake. Yes. It's part of my birthday scenario. And I remember, I, I, I must have been way, way, way young, because it was still back in Crossford, so we're talking maybe two, three, or four. Uh-huh. And I remember absolutely hating it. <laughs> but eating it. Because cause that's, cause you, that's eat what it. you do. Eat your dinner. There's nothing the matter with it. Well, I'm probably the like, Scott last, because in, in my family, I can oh. show you a picture of our Christmas Day dinner ever since I was <laughs> the born. Time. Every every year my mum would set the table and take a picture and if, if they were here now they would take a picture just because there's food on the table. Really? Uh-huh. And the other thing that you used to hate is when we went out is that my family shared everything. So like if you oh, if you right. put all the stuff down it would be like Scott is gonna miss uh-huh. just you so order, you know you order a sea bass or whatever, you don't get to eat it, you get it. everybody else gets to eat it and you get what's left. <laughs> Oh, she's she's sharing. Like the tail. She's sharing. So you're not in a sharing. Oh, the heat. Don't want to eat the heat. Can I get some well, of the flesh? Well, you'll please? share if it's tapas because he's like, tapas is for sharing. Yes. Uh-huh. Correct, aye. Not anything else. Like, I'm no hungry crowd. Right, cool. <laughs> Stay no hungry. Don't eat mine now. Honestly. I love it. <laughs> Honestly not. That's why you became a chef, just so you could make your own food and you could make what you want to eat. Uh, like, what was the inspiration behind becoming I a chef? I think I became a chef by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the reason why I became a chef was because my brother's pal moved to Ireland and phoned me up and said, what are you doing for the summer? Whilst I was at McDonald's. And I said, well, nothing really. Do you want to come to Ireland? Today, what? I says, just to be a chef. Yeah, I know about chefing. She says, come on, I'll teach you. And I thought, well, all right then. Well, I, was doing, I was doing my HN D or C, I can't remember which, in criminal psychology. And I thought, I'm learning all this here. I thought that's like, like, so we're, in, so we're in, the, in the summer break, and I thought, right, okay, so I'll go, I'll go to Ireland and have a laugh, and uh-huh. that was me stuck being a chef for the Damn. last 25 years. So, came, so I came back, mm-hmm. I didn't start cooking till I was 19, and when I come back, I worked at the city merchant and went for my dinner in number 16 one night, and I thought, that soup's really green, how did you get that green? And that sticky toffee pudding was amazing. <laughs> so I went and asked him, can I come into your kitchen and just be here my days off? So for the age of 19 to the age of 23 and a half, 24, I never had a day off. Is that right? And by the time I was 23, I was the head chef at McCallum's and Trim. Goodness. Which was pretty massive to go from 19 to 23. Uh-huh. And be a head chef at, and get the good food guide and all that nonsense. And folk used, oh, how come he's head chef and I'm still a sewer? I've done 10 years of work yeah, yeah, yeah. in the past three. Uh-huh. Well, she's have enjoyed your days off. I've uh-huh. just You're worked. constant. So why do you think? I go to why did you have badly. that like that drive? Were you, were you just like you just loved it? I don't know. I remember handing my notes into Big Andy in the city merchant. Oh, I'm scared. I had my notes in. I was only ever sick in there once, mm-hmm. and I was really sick. And I remember phoning. Oh, I'm really sorry, but I remember handing my notes in and being scared. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and says. I expect it. I can't eat banshee here. Yeah, you can't go in. That's the best thing. The best thing that you can do is go. And number sixteen at that point was that was the new cool place. And it was a big brigade I was in. I mean, the kitchen was like tiny, so it wasn't just a guy doing in a ladder section. It was me underneath the head chef in one yes. of the coolest restaurants in Glasgow at that point. It's still, it's not it's the same still number sixteen. It's still called number sixteen in Byers Road. And folk couldn't yeah, cut it. Folk, folk couldn't cut it. Folk would come in and last a week. And I was there for about three years, and I just, just soaked up knowledge, knowledge, mm. knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. And then when I was there, I still worked my days off in other places for free. One Devonshire Gardens, Braidwoods, went up to Inverlochy Castle, and so it's like a total career for you. Like it wasn't. I just get the bug. I just get the bug. I just get the bug, and I was scared. I was like, I'm 19. I'm here, and there was wee guys coming in who were like 19, and they were already up the ranks and knew a lot more than I did and I was like, man, these guys can cook and it wasn't until I'd left number 16 that I realised, no, these guys can't cook, mm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually yeah, more advanced than these kids. flair for it and but you were just, willing to do the it's work. Just, just mental, and honestly. Then I, I remember, because you're still friends with Keith and Nicola Braidwood and, um, and I remember when I met them at first and they said, well, where did you meet them? Was it at a, your, uh, some award ceremony at the Marriott or I was, That's another thing, that's right, so I was working every day I was working in number 16, working in other places in my days off, and I was working in a Marriott hotel in the banqueting suite as the charge hands in the bar, and it was the Scottish Drambuie Chef Awards, and Keith and Nick won the restaurant of the year that year, and I was like, who are they? <laughs> who are they? So I uh, phoned them up, can I come and work for free? No. Can I come and work for free? No. Can I come and work for free? No. And then when you did work for Listen, them, can I come and work for free? No. This isn't just a restaurant, this is our home as well. We don't, but it's just me and my wife, nope, it's us, we don't, can I come mm. work for free? This guy's no gain up, let's just bring him down. But then, let's what just, you, let, what, just get him in the kitchen for a day and we'll get rid of him. Do you know what they've done for up. months? For months they got him in and they got him to chop carrots. That's that was really end, or, was really well, I don't know what that means. Right. Obviously I'm not sure. We, we, t- we tiny, tiny strips <laughs> and there's a wee thing called a Parisian strip. Julienne. We julienne of vegetables, so it's wee thin, thinly sized bits of vegetable. But it's an education for us, So it involves like really, Finally, 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 finally. And Parisienne scoops, which is tiny, 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 tiny melon balls of different bits of veg. Got which you. is sore on your wrists. So, so that's what they had you doing? Every week I would go down my day off, right? But pearls of veg, Juliet, no bother. Okay, chef, no problem, chef. So this went on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And the reason why he tried that with me is because he went to a three Michelin when he did. It's called, it's called doing a stars. Stars. Doing a stars. It's working for means you go and pick a respectable, reputable place yes. and work for free. You seek them, 
and they, your payment is recipes, experience, experience, networking, or whatever. Yeah. Well, I didn't realise at the time, I just did that because I, I wanted to do that. Uh-huh. So he went to a place in France, and the chef there got him to. So he was like, this is what you so do. So the chef tried to beast him. Uh-huh. Although, he, that was only a week's worth, it was months he did it to me. <laughs> and then one time I went down and I says, right, okay, right. Didn't even ask, what do you want done today, chef? Just took the vegetables and he says, what are you doing? And I says, I'm going to do the julienne vegetables. And uh, he's like, no, no, no. And he says, why are you doing it like that? I was thinking, well, how else do you want me to do it, chef? Mm-hmm. Well, get the vegetables and I'll cut it with a knife, Julian, there you go. And he went and he put a Chinese mandolin. <laughs> like we spinny thing for the top shelf. And he goes, why don't you just use that? Which would have done it in a matter of seconds. No. And he laughed and I went, okay. And he thought, hey, that's, that'll break him. That'll break him. I want to see what this boy's made of. I says, do you think that's funny? Is that, is that the best you can come up with? <laughs> And he's, and he's like, well, I thought it was pretty good. I said, well, see, every time you go to the toilet, although I didn't notice your Chinese mandel machine, I've been taking your recipe box, and I'm already at X. <laughs> so I don't need to be here for that much longer. <laughs> really, aye. And he thought, right, okay. You've proved yourself. Come here and I'll show you how to make sauces and stocks and this and that and the next thing. That's amazing. So, That's such a good story. So he never broke me. And to this day, he still goes on about it. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And you obviously just, just proved yourself. It just so happened the next week he was up at number 16 getting his dinner and when I went down he's like you really did take my recipes didn't you? He says how? He had this table who would come in every Sunday mm-hmm. with a Bentley, mega rich and then says to Keith oh I see you've got Scott's quail dish on <laughs> <laughs> which was his which was, so Keith prepped it on the Tuesday I put it on our menu on the Thursday uh-huh. and the guy got it in bread was on the Sunday <laughs> Keenan! It's like well Mine, no. You shouldn't have got me usually in those vegetables, mate, then should you? <laughs> yeah. That's what you get. So then just worked your way to then... Just kept working. So what happened was uh, went up, I went up to... Uh, Kinnaird. the Estate. So case like we need to get rid of you. So going up to Kinnaird. So went up and did the stasis up at Kinnaird. And I didn't realise that they'd set me up there to offer me work. Because I was up doing Stasis and there was literally folk coming in for Gordon Ramsay's kitchens. Right. Uh, and they were doing Stasis as well, mm. coming up, travelling up for London and whatnot Goodness. and all the rest, all the rest of it. It was, compared to that point, was it was some some team, some kitchen, just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I could put it in the office and got offered a chef to party job and more wages than everybody else. Oh my God, okay. Uh-huh. And I thought, ah, so he's setting up there to get that to get that nice. job. And whilst I was up there. That's when McCallum's phoned me and says, we've just delivered our fish to Braidwoods because we don't mess about, so we just asked Keith, we're looking for a new head chef. Do you know anybody? And they recommended me. Goodness. I've not even been a sous chef. I've not, I'd never even got, I never even yeah. advanced to sous chef level. Mm. I thought, right, okay. And he says, just do it. Go, try it. I thought, right, okay. So I'll go down and take over the, the fish restaurant as the head chef and I'll a job within two days because I know about running a brigade and running a <laughs> kitchen. And I was there for three years. I've been running kitchens ever since. Yeah, it's just what you're obviously meant to be yeah. doing. And that always reminds me of a saying that Rupert always used to say, fortune favours the brave, my son. He used to always say. <laughs> so, right. Uh, no, I just... Took a chance. Just do it, Didn't feel ready for it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have took the first head chef's job. Once you're running a kitchen, it's really difficult to keep advancing with the learning curve because you're... You're, you're the head guy. You don't really get to switch off, you don't get to go, right, see you later, chef, see you Wednesday, and you're away for two days somewhere uh-huh. else. No. So, it you're was. Just on, on so, how you advance yourself there then is books and mm-hmm. trying new things and making mistakes, but you're not really learning from somebody else. Yeah. So, that's what I missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just learning on the job as, as you go in that. But I still got a good name for myself, and I still. Of course, aye. Quite a working hard, I suppose. So, how Max, how did that come about? This came just after the year where I decided, right, enough's enough. Catering is it's just relentless. It's just relentless. It just breaks you. And I thought, right, enough's enough. I'm taking a year out. So I took a year out and I went to work someplace that I would consider to no be chefing. Okay. So remain nameless. Yes, thank you. Because I don't think that's fair. <laughs> fair so enough. I went to that kitchen and I decided I'm going to get a year. So I started on the 7th of March and I left on the 7th of March. Actually, after a month, I says, right, this is just, I know I'm going to take you out, but this is just mental, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just walk the streets. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you more money. That happened a couple of times, so it got to the point where the wages were just ridiculous, and I thought, well, I'm definitely need to leave. Because if I don't, just get too used to it. I'll, I would probably still be there to this yeah, day, because it was just, 
Aye, mental money. You've got the passion for it. And I thought, no. So I went there for a year and somebody was opening a place in Houston. Yep. Houston. Uh, and that was a young couple who were younger than me and they'd opened up this restaurant. And, two, and just two young kids. Then it was busy and we had like four or five different menus running at the smallest kitchen in the world. And I remember when the pass was tiny, you could only fit like six plates and it's like a 100 cover restaurant. So I need you to come take these six plates away so I can start the next check. <laughs> yes. And the next check, the next check, because uh, I've got steaks cooking and they're going overcooking. We need to get, we need to get the food out. And I remember shouting, service, 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 service. Right. And they sent someone in to say, can you ask him to stop shouting for service, please? And I just thought, this is mental. If I was to do this, yes. I would do it differently. Uh-huh. And these people are like a decade younger than me and they've got the guts to go forth and do this. Mm. I, I can't work for somebody else now because yeah. I'm at the point and I think it was Lisa that said, you know, I don't think you'll be happy working for anybody. Mm-hmm. No matter who it is, I don't think you'll be happy working for them because you've got to the point in your life where you've got your own ideas and you yeah. want to date yours. I mean, mm-hmm. that maybe makes sense. So, right, okay, I'll go and look at places. This was a coffee shop that was closed for a couple of years. Uh-huh. And I thought, right, I'll go and, oh, nah, it's Johnston. You must open in Johnston. Nah. So I came here to look at this just to take out the box. Because I thought this room that we're sitting in right now was it. I thought Got this was it. So you. I came to look at it and I'm a chef and I still like hiding in a kitchen. I don't really like being in front of a house. Mm-hmm. I like being in a kitchen and shouting at people or whatever. <laughs> so I came in and I went, this could actually have a kitchen, mm. innit? This could work. And then I looked at everywhere else and I went, actually the one in Johnston's the best site. Mm-hmm. So, That's a brilliant location. So then we done it. So when was that? that what year was, was that? 2010. Mm. Obviously we were thinking about doing it and then obviously there was the cost in the finance mm. and my papa had passed away and right. um, left money to my oh my dad mm. um, and my dad kindly gifted us some money and it was a small amount sometimes I think what a crazy idea to think you could open a business in that but I mean well. that's probably how all our family get involved like my dad tiled the the toilets for us and I bought the seats that you're sitting on. Uh-huh. Did you know? And those walls. And Amazing. Wall. Like uh-huh. whatever skill you've got, you're using well, it. Well, not even whatever skill. Scott doesn't do any DIY. I've never done DIY, but it was that way of going. Let's make some seats. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I li- did you do that? Literally didn't even know how to switch a power tool. But he's just like, again, it's like, right, we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. This is what and we're first, doing it. And the first right? day that we got the keys, I walked in, and what is now the pot wash area was mm-hmm. an office. And the first thing that we did was just cut a hole to make a service hatch. And I remember the guy, Craig, who was with me at the time, his brother was working help me. He said, what the hell are you doing? Are you mental? Put holes in walls. There could be wires in there. You'll kill yourself. What are you, sorry? I never even thought of that. Okay, so I could have died the first day that we came in here by cutting a... Thank goodness you did. Unprotected metal into a wire and... Done. <laughs> so, zero Papa Max then. So, I'm That's swift, so nice, the name Papa Max. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that's, that was uh-huh. on my mind to ask. That's actually that's cool. That's why. So a lot of people ask if we're Italian. I'm saying that's Papa Macintosh. Yes. So, that's yeah. where it's from. My family is the, the poor sitting down cooking and big family dinners and oh, all yeah. that kind of thing. That uh-huh. It just did, felt right. Uh-huh. And he would have appreciated that, obviously. He would have, aye. Uh, yeah. He liked his wee knickknacks and his wee things that you take in the walls and whatnot. Uh-huh. So, Above the door, the kitchen, and there, yes. his plaque says Jimmy's Kitchen. Does which it? Was above his door in his kitchen. I love it. We had a lot of other stuff that was in here in the beginning. Yeah, uh, like all your photographs but, that but, are up. But then we, we kind of rebranded. Mm. At the beginning, we it very much was just knickknacks and uh, things, and then. If you get anything in the house you want shot, I just bring it up. <laughs> <in the bar. laughs> I would love a space to do that. I've got hundreds of stuff that I can do in another room. If that was in. just. <laughs> I mean, I love it. What, how would you best describe? The, the vibe of Papa Max in terms of the space but also the food that's well, a four hour programme in itself it's, cha- it's, it's changed <laughs> it's, it's changed yeah a lot. of course I, I guess it's it changed, did, yeah. it's changed massively in the beginning it was all Frenchy Frenchy Chefy Chefy I can call myself a chef and be proud and still use all the major suppliers and all the expensive ingredients and this so, that and so in the thing. beginning we had what, what we would say is our day trade Mm-hmm. And then, so the beginning it was known as Papa Max Deli Bistro because we were like deli during deli the day, stroke, and then you yeah. did the bistro. So we changed menu yeah. at night and did a menu that was very much the background that you had came from. Mm. Yeah, so the nighttime menu was me. The daytime mm-hmm. menu was simple lunch, still very similar, but within the night. But the uh-huh. nighttime was seasonal, local, changed every week. 
just spend all the profits on that. That sounds quite intense it in was, terms of... It's crazy. And saying that, well, saying that, at that time, we kind of built up a, a really nice clientele mm. of local customers. And see, because it's got changed the menu every week. I mean, we had people that came in... Uh, every week. Every week. Wow. And so, up until we opened Papa Max, even though we'd lived in Johnston, because obviously I'm on the train into Glasgow every yeah, day for a mother yeah. job, that I'd never been in Johnson, didn't know anybody, right. and then I started, I didn't, we didn't even really talk about whether I was going to work in it yeah. in the beginning, and then... Didn't right, even really so talk about whether we were actually going to date, it was just a, like, by the way, <laughs> what, are you, what are you up to? Me and Laura, and my dad, and my cousin Leanne, and mm-hmm. your Aunt Linda, all family, with loads of family were helping mm. us out working in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then obviously we were working at nights, and we had lots of nice customers that were... And all the time, and actually, some people, because you change the menu every week, were like, just choose for me because lovely. Like, and they just lovely. obviously trust And it was really and, like, nice. Like, but I get. Well, but, was the oldest thing. But I, I guess, um, <laughs> I guess over the years, it's been learning about business. The first mm-hmm. five years was about what I wanted to do, mm. what I wanted to cook. Uh, if it was full, great. If it wasn't, it's about me. Yeah, you're doing your thing. And right? I guess so what we learned was it. there was quite a lot of people that would come in and be like, mm, like if there was, you know, we might have rabbit or veal or partridge uh-huh. pheasant yeah. grouse. Whatever. And what we used to do at the Turn beginning about, was Scott would chat through the menu, and then we had like what would be like a cheat sheet. And so actually, the menu wasn't scary. It was just written. From a fine dining background, and of we course. would chat to people and be like, "Look, well, this is this is, day, this is chicken. Mm. This is this. This is that." And so people would be, "All oh, right, More okay, that's fine," it. and I'm willing to try it. Yeah. But equally, there was a lot of people who were, I don't know what that is, uh-huh. and actually, there's a lot of people that don't like to try new things. When we started going Simplify out, it. and we mm. used to go out for dinner because got a night off there was no way that we were cooking at home so yes. we would be egg uh, for dinner and, and, and after a, after <laughs> a, a few weeks of going out I remember Scott said to me why do you always order patty and chicken when we're out and I was always. like well really? that's the two things that I know because mm. we were going out I was like and no. Chateau Neuf de Part like, as well because you knew how to say it <laughs> <laughs> so about 24 oh, and you know I was younger and actually like probably when I had obviously been out loads in Glasgow but out drinking and clubbing and so I was like but that, that's the two things that I know and then you were like that never order anything in a restaurant that you know what it is Try, you know yeah. have something Sediment. that you, you wouldn't have at home but only that's taken years and years of trying new things and working up the confidence to, to be like I don't know what that is and whether that's to do with if you're spending money when you go out yes. you, you want you to make sure that you're going to get something that course, you like yeah. and, and so after a while it comes down to there's growing your business and then there's that right we have to now refocus so and finding a balance between uh-huh. like you still enjoy making the food and, well, and creating the recipes but also at, at one point I was, doing, I, was, I was doing about 120 to 130 hours a week it was just mayhem Done, I think it was four mm-hmm. at the time and he says to me daddy why didn't I see you why am I doing this mm-hmm. so buying all this produce that includes the night time take that away turnover decreases profit stays the same and I can go and tuck the wee fill in yeah you got your life back a bit where the, where the chef brain can come in now most recently is the van yes which is very exciting so, so but it's always been part of the I've always wanted to venture into the the, the food truck uh huh side but for the longest time we were making families we were making Yay. families so, two beautiful boys aye so <laughs> so all the effort and finances went towards that absolutely so once that was mission objective complete <laughs> well we had thought that, that was would like, be right okay for truck time because I couldn't time. imagine still even though I'm not saying never seen ever but the time that we've been off with Dylan and obviously I'm off just now with Jack is that we can come in every day and if you work for somebody else you couldn't do that or your family's in and around it's uh-huh. all discounts uh-huh. 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 yeah. he can come in even if it's only 20 minutes come in flat about the kitchen for 20 minutes mm. then I've seen him absolutely well, some right. days you're away well this weekend we'll, I'll be away to boat house at the weekend we'll be like 5 in the morning times 3 mm-hmm. days in a row no, plus we're away we'll not see him yeah but, but equally that could be other days where you've got an event but it's closer so you can cut me. Family life. Mm-hmm. You I think we've got to the point of going like with the night times, and people used to say to us all the time, 
see if you were in the West End, oh. see if you were in Glasgow, see if you were in the West. Oh, amazing. Yeah, well, not. amazing. <laughs> and, and obviously, we uh, in hindsight, the biggest thing because you go, if if you were ever going to do it again, would you? But uh, this is it for me. I have said this is it. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is this is we were chose to yeah, do. Yeah. It's near our home. Oh, yeah. And so probably what we've learned most in recent years is about slightly changing what the offering is to address the work-life balance and also well, to make a living out of yeah. it, you know. And things um, evolve, things change. The lunch always took care of itself. You never, never had to think about the lunch. Mm-hmm. So we are a lunch venue to yeah. 99% yeah, of okay. people. So be a lunch venue then. Stop doing all the chefy stuff at night time. And mm-hmm change that to the food truck. So are you changing up the menu for the food truck compared to what I've not done the same here? menu twice already yet. Right. No. Generally what will happen is, so you're booked in and I'll say to people who've, who's coming, mm-hmm. who's the other vendors, and then I'll make an offer and it's different to everybody else, which is good for the, all the rest of the vendors, yeah, yeah. and it's good for the public, and it's good for the organiser because they know that I'll do something different. Mm. And also I think, just as a, as a bystander, I go, mm. I think that's good for you because you're oh, doing aye, the same aye, menu aye, every day here. Yeah, you get to base, you're doing all your breakfast, aye. all day breakfast, but that allows you to still, because I think... Have that artistic flair yeah, about For me, watching the kitchen, it is an art form. Mm. The way you put everything together, and like I've said... Well, when the food came out earlier on, I was like, oh my goodness, it's like a proper work of uh-huh. art. Like, like, there's thought and precision and, you know, detail went into that. And I think the way that we would say, a rehearsal went really well today, or yes. we made a really good piece of what the show went really well mm-hmm. tonight. I've noticed that with service mm-hmm. because after service you get the same wee buzz well, that you would if, if yeah. like you've did a really good workshop or a show and you know everything was great tonight. Great it was, it. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. you come away thinking that's great. You do get the odd night where everything is just most of the night. It's everybody all right, everybody right. <laughs> Customers loved it. You're like, I don't know how. <laughs> My God. I'm what you judge. Kitchen's ex- like the kitchen's exploded, but it here's good. So. And so, and, and I think that, that that's something that now that you've got, we've got the van that you've still got that creative outlet. Because I think I don't know if you would. Well, back back in the day, Monday would be the, the day for the brain to switch off. Mm-hmm. Tuesday would be when you need to start thinking. What's the menu going to be the weekend? Phoning suppliers, what's going to happen? What's supplying up right now? getting stuff in, maybe start dessert, start sauces, but we don't need to do anything now. So now I'm sitting up at midnight writing a menu for the truck. For you, you, you're just like, I'll just make something. I bet like Lisa makes theatre and I make dance and like you're just like, yeah, we'll just make it. For the, an outsider, I'm like, that's amazing that you can create that. You know, the creativity that's involved in that. We do seem to be getting told that, aye. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't know whether it's a strength or a weakness at the minute with the truck. I'm doing something different for every event. Mm-hmm. So Which shows your passion, because you're not just going, well, I know what works, and I'll just make the same thing over and over again. Uh, but it's also massive, massive risk, more than anything else I've done in my career, because mm. you go to a venue, and it might be the complete opposite of what yeah. that venue needs. Yeah. And you don't know until you go. You just don't know. You, I if know. it's not going to work, and then you know where I won't do this menu yeah, again. Because you were telling me about the whole the macaroni and cheese uh-huh. like, situation where everybody in the place was going to have been in 25 also years in the trade. Well, also because we've got that bit again, all the things that we're learning, it's like we go to events, Papa Max doesn't tell you what we're selling. No. We're, if you think if you were at Big Feeds, there's, there's a hot dog guy, there's a hot dog guy, there's a pizza guy, there's a bow guy. Know, do you know what I mean? So we're all. Uh, there is room for creativity there for you, which uh-huh. is nice. For the customer that walks in, uh-huh. you go, I would really love to know more about the psychology of. I mean, mm-hmm. we were watching that cho- program in Channel 2 yep. that was about. Uh, they were right. analysing menus and like when a customer makes a decision about what oh. they're seeing and Best we were place. like how, how much of that happens as you walk in a venue and you mm-hmm. look round everywhere because your brain already knows what those four people are selling. So I we're, we're more trying to, uh-huh, we, we, we're still like learning it. But, but, see, see but the, you, see can, the, you can see the results instantly, uh, see, seeing Saturday there. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was sim- we'll simplify the menu as simple as we can, which okay. was pick your burger, whether it's beef, or chicken, or whatever. Vegan. Or vegan. Yeah. And pick your topping. Mm-hmm. You can have a topping, one topping, ten toppings. But just that, that is as simple, I thought, as can be. So, folk were just looking at it. Just have a worker. Too much, too much choice, I'll just go to the next one. So we decided to take the menu away with and yes. write burgers. So it was beef burger with ham hock and smoked brisket and blah blah. Mm. So it's almost like... We'll call that a sloppy joe. Make the decisions for people, and then we. Oh, I'll have the puff mark. I'll have the. I'll have this. I'll have that. Mm. Same produce, on the Saturday, as the Sunday. But we made the burger selection 
yeah. for the customer. For, for the customer. Mm. And Sometimes we just need told what we want, what we need. Don't uh-huh. we? Yeah, so you would not you would never change your menu in here so quickly. You would go with a menu and go right, just no. it needs to be leave it gone for at least a year to see how it goes. Uh-huh. Just keep the format going for a year because people need to get used to food truck, change it now, bang. <laughs> Next day, it's literally completely a different. completely different animal from the day before. Right. So much so, Lisa was asking, putting checks, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. What day is this? Because <laughs> I knew what menu I was going with on a Saturday, so, uh-huh. but I changed that menu by the Sunday, but we hadn't done any checks. I'm like, what's the Papa Mac again? I, I only made it up last night at midnight oh before I went to bed. I actually Jesus. forgot the burger that I invented. <laughs> I forgot the menu that I invented. I need to write, 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 that's gone with such and such and such. Wow. But it's good. It's good. Right. Keep using your toes though. Yeah. Keeps it interesting. It definitely and just does. being out and about, like you say, it must be really nice to have your own space and, and, and get to know your regulars and, and, you and meet, meet people, people as well. But with the food truck, hi, it's like a new adventure, isn't it? And, the, and then and you get to work with your wonderful wife. Well, that as well. And at least there's certain things at least I can company. So then something I would never have done on here because you need to get folk in and it's so stuffy and you'd learn the menu and learn service and learn this and that and next thing. Food truck, I rate them in Helensburg next week. Anybody free? And that's right, you've just got that woman and who came and worked somebody, for her. Uh-huh. Somebody from Helensburg saying, I'm free. Janie, 60, it was her 65th birthday night before. Knew everybody. Janie, what are you up to? She's like, oh, Janie, get them in. And that's the second busiest been in my entire career. I don't, know whether it was, I don't know whether it was because of oh, her or not. Oh, Janie's magic. So we're back up at Helensburg <laughs> the weekend after for Beats and Eats. Mm. And I'm like, Janie, what are you up to? She's like, I know what I'm free. So but you must have just met that many characters like in the kitchen over the years that you've been doing this, but also like customers and oh. there must just be like a million well, stories. Kind of walked down the street there without folks in it. Famous. There was a wee customer who sadly actually is no longer with us, Aww. but Scott. Um, granny. Yes. And uh, he, he <laughs> bought her her own china teacup to have in here because he noticed that our coffee cups were like, it, it was difficult for her to hold. And she used to come man. in all the time and make her shortbread because she likes shortbread. That's lovely. Uh, so we've people, got people. She's still gonna put. She's still gonna put me in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> we won totally. an award um, from the Rocco Awards, oh, and, right. and part of that was about, I guess, the staff and mm. the, the impact and. From investing in for sure, I've brought a lot of folk in of maybe ended up in prison and whatnot and right, okay. I've kept their job open for them and brought them back and Amazing. One of the boys was the, the one of the reason why I get released early for prison because I says, listen, I've left the job open. That woman. particular boy had a tag and Scott did the rota around Aye. him and I will release him we'll release him early but put him in a tag and that's fine and I'll make sure he's in the house and blah 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 and worked and I mean that's that in itself, that's that means something. But it was like yeah. I think Diff- Scott, different for you getting a, an award for your food, eh? Um until they asked us to go and speak about it, it wasn't like, we never, not going to lie, we never had a business strategy in the beginning mm. or a business plan to speak of like that, apart from the kind of operational day-to-day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, because you've been lucky enough to be given chances by people that you, it's well, one of the things that's got so very good at. Look forward. You look, uh-huh. you look at these, uh-huh. you see yourself from, because I wasn't exactly an angel when I was younger. It wasn't exactly the easiest upbringing. Mm-hmm. So you, you see these young lads trying and, the kitchen is an environment where you see these younger boys are hanging about with their own crowd. But nine times out of ten, they're actually shy. They're quiet. They don't really know how to react away from their yeah. idiot pals. Easier get, just to follow the crowd. Get them in the kitchen and absolutely slaughter them. Give them the banter. And they're like, there's more to life than stunning in the streets. Yes. And nine times out of ten, folk respond to that. Brilliant. Which is good. But it's important that people are, like, you are doing that for people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're saying, listen... I'll, I'll help you, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity, you just need to... Although, like, I mean, didn't, I didn't realise we did that as well, much as what we did, Until like we saying. went to then speak about that, and we went we had to, we, had to write, we, had, we got asked to enter, and I thought, ah, oh, okay, and then it's part we had to go do a presentation, so... That's start, you have to start thinking start, about it. <laughs> stand up, do a presentation, write a, write a speech, and then one of the questions that we got asked was, so how many people do you think that you've had in and out the kitchen? Some come in for a day, some... Hmm. You've, They've, they've worked, some you've, you've gave them, I've sent them into the workforce. And I'm like, I don't know. I says, actually, that's a good question. I thought, oh, it could be 150 people. I said, I don't know. I can't really mm. put a figure on it. When the first... Um, oh, Mohammed. There was lots of different families in yeah, yeah. Ah, you would, have, you would have seen it in the news when there was, there was the first Syrian family to come. Oh, yeah. He, that was him. Right. And his, and his family. So ah. the first and, he ha- to, and he was a chef. Yeah. 
was finding it really difficult to find employment. We didn't have a job, but Scott was like, come in and you can work with us. Mm. And um, because sometimes it's easier to mm. get employment when you're so in a job and you've got contacts of and course, all that. Yeah. So what I would do is I, can't, I don't have work for you, mm-hmm. but what I will do is say to people in Glasgow, you're working here. And he's looking Great. for full-time hours. But I've already kept offering him a kitchen porter job. Mm-hmm. And he was, I'm not listening, just, that's fine, take the KP job. Yeah, wash the get dishes. In, get in the door. In your advance. He's like, but my chef, my chef. I'm like, I know. Yeah. Sometimes so, you just need to do what you need to do. Got him work. But like I, you I remember, say, you, you haven't even realised too many people. That's just because that's just in your nature to do that. You, you've Aye. seen the impact that that made in your life when people are taking a chance on you and you've not even thought about it. It's just came naturally, which just is, sort of happened, just yeah. shows you yeah. that you're good peeps, doing good stuff. Indeed. Make nice food. Indeed. That people obviously really enjoy. And to be going this long, like to have your own business for any length of time, I think there's no mean feat. In the, be- in the beginning, when I said I was open, I did remember all the Facebook folk coming out of the woodwork. Before you went, for sc- went to school, we yes. went, oh, you mental, mate, what's up? But you know, this, you know, I don't know, last, blah, 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 blah. And we're 10 years in now, so shut it. Yeah. <laughs> the way that I've, I've stripped this place back to the bare minimum, mm-hmm. this place just needs to cover itself now. Yeah. And that will provide me with a free production kitchen for the truck. Great. And the truck's where the the art form can be, or the chefy things but can happen in that, because I know a lot of people with their trucks, they, they take their trucks out and they, they get the money for the trucks and they're paying their wages and they need the money for the trucks to pay for the rent and production kitchen, well I've got my free production kitchen because uh-huh. I've got trade coming in mm-hmm. and then I'll go away with the truck, so when I make money in the truck, it's money in the truck, yeah. I don't need the money in the truck to come back and pay rent and this, that yeah, next thing, you're sorted. this covered. Uh, what I find interesting as well when you go to different events, and um, like we were down at Loch Lomond and um, Obviously, some of these things are weather dependent. When we went down and done one, mm. poured the rain. So then, poured the rain. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, Greeting. obviously, Honestly. Great, but Honestly, but then I felt I was like that to Scott. We feel like, oh man, this is not being what you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But we've also got our like our restaurant. So yes. you've prepped while we've served customers during the day in in the Aye. restaurant. Where and, uh, and again, I don't want to name any other no, trailers, no, but no, you know, everything's been really nice in the, in the kind of food trailer network and been great. kind with each oh, other. Fine, yeah. But you go, you I know that that guy was like, great. Like, I've prepped for two days for this. I've nowhere else to sell it. What I thought going I was going to sell it. Yeah. So then there's all that food Aye. going to waste. Going to waste. Like, if we have a quiet while in the van because you don't know, you can bring stuff back and and get it on the board or whatever. And but it's great that you've you've taken the step to do that and not be come complacent like Pam Max is doing well could just rest in your laurels and just do what you're doing but you've actually thought no this is something that I want to do I want to still be creative I want to, I'm passionate about food and passionate but, about but also the business I, I think also as well you realise that um, so although I, mm. but also so much has changed in Johnston well, we had course. a swimming pool at the back of Papa Max oh before and it, you know, ah, uh, right. the banks have closed so what's you know there's the closing the of the high street that's affecting us so as well true. so you kind so of true. go moving you forward move. yeah. you have to go to yeah, adapt, it is doing well but you yeah. kind of go so in some ways we probably do have a strategy when I'm saying but that you but the strategy is adapt or die. Uh-huh. So many, yes. so many folk just maybe unwilling or mm. can't or it's too probably scary. Fear, or I was going to say a fear probably most maybe, of the time. Maybe, eh? maybe I've seen, I've seen our, I've seen a hamster to other guys. Well, um, I cook lobsters as a bad example. Maybe folk don't like lobsters. I'm cooking lobsters, but folk don't like lobsters. I'm cooking lobsters. You know business. Yeah. So Change it to salmon because folk like salmon. Yeah, you have to, you have yeah. to, like you say, uh-huh. even if you're not overtly aware of. Change. You just need to be open to change and open to. You. I would say I don't know if anybody that's changed their offerings as much as what I have. Mm. I just don't. I just obviously I have honestly the can't think of any any real. restaurant place that would that has. Maybe there's other versions where I've adapted the site where a lot of people would go right. This isn't working. I'll adapt by moving across the road and being some different. But it has to work for you. It has Aye. to work for you and your family, and, and obviously you know your family's changed. In, in that time as well so it's making it work for your life so that it, you, you can be still passionate about it you just I, like a, I think a it's like your all the, the learning around like you know it's great we've got our own business and people I think automatically assume you're rolling in it <laughs> and you go but Scott's everything he's the caretaker yes he changes the light bulbs he empties mm-hmm. the bins everything yeah. everything it's like it's it's you eat sleep and breathe it of it's, course you know, it's all consuming eh? that's the deal no, that's yeah, that's it. it just it just rules your life. Mm-hmm. Rules your life. There's just there's no escaping it. There's there's such abuse 
alcoholism, drug abuse. It's just, it's, it's just a, it's just a hard industry. Mm-hmm. I can understand why people end up mental breakdowns and exhaustion. I've, I've been, I've been close to exhaustion myself. Yeah. So far, touch with that. It's not broke me yet. And clearly, the highs. Out. Hopefully, the, the lows. I think, I, think <laughs> no bro- I think it's no broke me because I keep trying new things or something yes. else for my brain to take away. Mm. It. If you were to give advice to a young person thinking about getting into this game, you would say, I know what you would say. You would say, um, Don't believe the TV for a start. No, but you would mm. say, Don't go to college to learn to be a chef. Right. And we had one of the very, very first chefs. Um, his mum worked across the road when Thomas Cook was still open. And right. our boy was leaving school, going to start college to train to be a chef. Mm-hmm. And she came in and organised a wee bit of work experience over the summer holidays. And Scott was like, don't, yeah. don't go to college to learn to mm-hmm. be a chef. Because Just you, won't, uh, you need to go, let us have uh-huh. 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 working on a hotel. See, hotels are a different, a different... Hotels have got 90 million chefs. It's just a different animal. Restaurant, you could come up the ranks in a hotel and go to a restaurant struggle. Right. You come up with ranks in a restaurant I mean, go into a hotel there. and uh-huh. do it. At that point, I was buy- that's when I was like buying in the best produce and changing yeah. the menu. So he could learn four dishes in one week, four dishes the next week. Uh-huh. And I got him on the programme where, so HNC modules, you go to college, it takes three years to get your level three mm-hmm. in kitchen and ladder, say, right? So okay. that's three years to go to college. There's a whole day where you need to do this section, a whole day you need to do that. Forget level one. He's beyond that already, mm-hmm. so that's one year saved straight away. Get him in level two, and we get level two batter from four mm-hmm. months. So that's two years worth of college in four yeah. months. And then I would sit in with him at night time and like, like, get the dishes ready. So mm-hmm. so then when the assessor came in, he'd make the dishes for the assessor. God, you're right. And the assessor wouldn't know we'd practice the dishes the night before. And the, and the assessor would be like, my God, this boy is such a natural talent, he's unbelievable. <laughs> He, he was. He he's been on, he's been on I, to be a great I, chef. I, I've been assessing chefs for 20 years. He's just amazing. <laughs> so we did a fish section. He's like, so I'll come and assess him and do a fish dish. I was like, how about we do four fish dishes and we do the sauce section at the same time? Because it makes sauce and the assessor... Just blown away. Bit. I got him to do the stars. He's like, I did. Up at Mark Mushers. Okay. Which, uh, just got... It's Michelin star at that point. So I got to do... Up, got the unwork. Which, at that point got the ninth best restaurant in the UK and I thought well that shows you the level of training that I'm providing there you go. and they stayed there until he decided to go and work for Disney and so he's, ah, on, he's on the best right. cruise ship that's got the best kitchen in the whole of Disney which is the equivalent yes. to three Michelin stars wow. which Disney have it because it's on a cruise ship yeah of course right and he's gone up through the ranks in there that, but, but at that, one point it became a joke Graham would say right who have you, who have you got ready so if they needed staff, uh-huh. they called me the feeder kitchen. Right. So they would just phone me and say, who's coming up? I'm looking for staff. But like that scenario where you helped him, like that's a massive success within itself. For him, I, I definitely. You know, but, I, and yeah. you probably just aren't fully aware of what impact you've made. No, really. Actually, we Kieran, he, he Facebooked me just at the blue. Mm-hmm. When he got out of prison, I say like, I'm going to get a job up north. There's some names. But well, away he went, and he's been up there ever since and he, he just happened to message me and say listen if it wasn't for you I don't know where I'd be that's huge potentially leaving on the planet because mm-hmm. he was going down a bad road at one point yeah point. and so, you're, you're, you're not, not you're only privy <laughs> to <laughs> I, but, like, it's important Jimmy you're privy to like uh, a snapshot of people's lives I wasn't even thinking about it just at the blue no. to be fair uh, so. that's amazing you're welcome mate it's fine fantastic fine. brilliant the kind of successes and all the triumphs yep. doesn't happen as much now because we're not open all the time so I don't have all the hours to have all these people no. coming in no. and about so no, I think that, like I think that, say, that may be a period now. That seems to be that. So, but with the food truck, you'll be meeting yeah. new memories. Yeah, which is important. Truck's brilliant. Love it. It's good but the podcast yeah. is all about people and their passions. And for me, it sounds like food was always a passion. But it's the people that you've invested in and the people that have invested in Papa Max that has made it. Sometimes it can bite you in the ass, so if you're... <laughs> well, it can. Be, I, I, so you get, you get if the you're people, a people person, you just take a chance. Yeah. You get the people that appreciate yeah. you, we jab, yeah. care and that, and they go forth and, and do well, and out the blue, thank you for things, mm-hmm. and you get other people that just take you for granted. Yeah. And, and I think life, you yeah. can't help who you are. Yeah, that's it. And we, we've had conversations a good person. where I'm like, hey, you know what, I'm going to be a ball buster now. What's, what's the point? You don't get any thanks for it. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to be the exact opposite. But you don't. Can you do it? You still, Can't. It's you still not in you. You still bend or backwards no. for people. Of course. Even though, and and the funny thing is, it's, sometimes you bend or backwards for people, and they're the ones that accuse you of no doing it. Mm. Because pe- I mean, people work here for years, and then you, you meet somebody who's worked here, and how are you getting on? Aye. One thing I'll say about Scott. He's fair. Aye. <laughs> uh, well, aye. I realise now, maybe aye. Mm. Kind of thing, you know. So that, there has been a, a few cases where, I, where I have heard them. Like, well, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> could you tell me the time? You sussed it out three years ago, mate. <laughs> Aye. That's part of the, the adventure, isn't it? I know. I think, I think no matter what you do, if you're passionate about something, no matter how passionate you are about something, no matter how much effort you put into it, no matter how much you love it, no matter how much enjoyment you get for it, at some point in your career, you're going to absolutely hate it. It's going to be the worst thing in the world and you're not going to want to date anymore. And my advice would be, don't, Quit. Just take a break. Go away, and just do something different. Uh-huh. If you don't, if you've been away for a while and it's and you're no got a longing to go back, Done there's your answer. Uh-huh. That's yeah. it. So the divorce papers are in. <laughs> <laughs> just when we thought he was getting all you know, like philosophical, loving it. I've said that to I've said that to a lot of chefs. Just listen. Just take a break. And and the catering trade, it's check on. It needs done now. Just now I'll get it in ten minutes. I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll feed you tomorrow. It's just it's relentless. It's yeah. just that everything needs done yesterday. It's mental, but I love it. See in the middle of Saturday service, which is the checkboard's full, and you're just up the wall, mm. and you're looking at other checks. You've got stuff in the store. You've got stuff in the pans. You've got stuff under the grill. You've got other checks coming on. You need to stage it. I need to get that out. So I don't need time anymore. And you're just like, my God, how do I achieve this? And sometimes I actually physically, physically walk a step back and just look at everything and go, right, that's how relentless yeah. kitchens can be. That, that's what it can be like in here. It's just mayhem. But it's that, that obviously, that It's just mayhem. Mm-hmm. It's love it. And then it's you like... get here and you're like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame in the podcast you can't see that dance move there that you fed, fed, fed a million people today and everybody was happy. That's what it feels like. Well, in the effort not to take up more of your time, I'm going to move on to what we call the thingamabobs. Thingamabobs. This is how we get to know Scott and Lisa more. So you obviously are your own people, so you get to answer separately, or you can do that thing where you can look at each other and telepathically you can just say that's the answer. So my first question would be salt or sugar on your porridge? Porridge is rank. <laughs> Neither. Right. You're not a porridge Neither. fan? <gasps> Definitely not salt. Yeah. I would say I'd say berries actually. Berries. Salt, and that would be sweet. Salt or sugar sweet. on your snotters. <laughs> you don't like porridge? No. But I if porridge I had to choose, days. I would go with sugar. So shit. I've got a sweet tooth. What would you make instead of porridge for breakfast? If I was going to come here and I normally have porridge, what would you make me? Portuguese well, baked eggs. <gasps> that sounds a, a business. There's an array of breakfast stuff here. Mm-hmm. Eggs opening, simple. Eggs and the reason why I'd make the eggs opening is because it's two bits of black pudding which yes. fit the, the pan perfectly. Okay, and black pudding. And it's the simplest dish to make. Right. Eggs opening. Can you finish this sentence? When I was wee, I... Got a rally burner. A what? A rally burner. The, a bike? Aye. Right. Who got you your rally burner? Santa. Of course. Because <laughs> we're a good laddie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Certainly, says I heard you. I heard you get nuts for your birthday, so here's your here's your rally burner. <laughs> Cheers, mate. And when Lisa was wee, she get chased in the street with a cat, and she still got a cat phobia to this day. I really just have a lifelong cat phobia, yeah, mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. And I love it. See, I've never walked in the street and it happens to be a cat, but. Sh- 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 Mine's when you were when you were wee, you. When I was wee, I always wanted to be good at roller skating, but never quite mastered it. And therefore, as an adult, I've passed up several times on nights right. out in the old roller disco because I never ever quite... Lisa, you could be having some talent now oh, that no. you don't know about. I, I would get your skates on, literally. I just opened the roller disco again somewhere. I know, know, but... Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. You could be serving the roller skates. You could be serving. <laughs> hey, Can we boy, forward, boy? Here. <laughs> so, uh, when the line, uh, the food truck's like... Quite away, a big feed next time. Yeah, Lisa will be scooting down in a roller Starlight skates. Express. Done. <laughs> Boom, done. <laughs> I love it. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Oof. Both at the minute. Traditionally a night owl. Mornings I could... I'm a morning person. Uh, definitely. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Once you start drying your hair at five in the morning. 
I'm, I'm leaving for work at night, so I'll start drying my hair now. <laughs> and certainly with two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you were going to go on a desert island, what would be like your last meal before you go? What would you make? It's hard to choose. Scott makes a brilliant risotto. Oh, nice. So I think I would probably have that also with some kind of fish on mm-hmm. the top because if I was on a desert island, the fish has got to be yes. pretty good. Mm. Be, I'm imagining it being. I'm a, I'm, I've got I've, I've my mind this time. I'd go for sushi. Would you now? Definitely. Interesting. I might be no, because we're going to be in a desert island. We're going to be eating raw fish, aren't we? Yeah, you are. Because I imagine the desert island is not going to have any electricity to plug a cooker in. You're not going to take your gas bill to the like sushi. (laughs) (laughs) And some risotto with fish. Fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your favourite dish? Steak. Oh, good choice. Nice. Loving it. Best advice ever given to you? Uh, Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yep. Cooking is the easy part. That my first head chef says to me. Mm-hmm. I always wonder, what do you mean by that? Cooking is the easy part. It's the rest that's difficult, the paperwork, this, the that, the next thing. Cooking's the easy part. I don't know if that passes advice, was it? Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, because that's, yeah, that's it. And it was Big Andy that said it, whilst I was handing my notes in. You'll be fine. Cooking's the easy part. You've got it covered. And the last question which I ask everybody is what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Dober. Nice. Definitely. <laughs> there is some discussion because actually as far as I'm aware Dober is not a bad word. No, so in my so. family yeah, Dober is a term of endearment. Yeah, a couple of times this has come up and I'm like could you choose another one because then well, I'll need to uh, Well it. our family group chat's called Dober's on tour and Well it's just yeah. Dober just or, Och Och <laughs> Och <laughs> I mean, or that can mean whatever you want. That can mean whatever you want it to. That's true. Check, chef, check on table twenty. Just worked on. Oh. <laughs> but dober could be good as well. I like your dober. Ah, oh, that's it. That's yeah, how I take it. Dober is a term along. <laughs> well, I definitely cannot say that you guys are dobers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you would. Doesn't know that. that, that I would take that as a compliment if you said that <laughs> we were dobers. Lovely dobers. Can you make a nicer pair of dobers? Pair of dobers. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Scott and Lisa. I'm Chloe. <laughs> Pleasure. For doing the Bron the Brave. Wish you all the best and your many adventures to come. Wish myself all the best. <laughs> it's happening, but it's all fitting in your place. Brilliant. Thank you. Yay! Well done, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests. Bye for now.